Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello to you, I am Simon Byron. And it's me, I'm Anne Scantlebury. <laughs> We're all back, back all in back. the studio for another hour of video game news, reviews, gossip and How do you do? Yeah, how do you do? News That's reviews good. How do you do? News reviews and Let's how do you do? the one. Okay, how are you Simon? I'm pretty good, thanks Steve. How are you doing? Not bad, Anne? It, do you know what, it's been a big week. Really? It has, isn't it? Congratulations, Dan. Thank you. Uh, two major bits of news. Okay. I quit my job. Yes! I'm officially unemployed. Yes! Although, although I realised, as the director of One Life Left, I can never truly be unemployed. Sorry. I can just not earn money. <laughs> well, I don't know. You could, if, if Simon and I mounted a takeover. You don't know where the spare share is. That's true. I bet it's with Martin Hollis. Yep. It always is. Hostile takeover. Uh, and the other bit of good Board news room is... coup. <laughs> thanks to uh, everyone uh, messaging in and saying, just don't play any um, car games, I managed to pass my theory test. Yes! Congratulations! Yes! Does that mean we can drive places? It does. We get a company car. <gasps> yeah. We can do a One Life Left Road show. Yes! Finally. On Smiley, Miley, mileage game. <laughs> you you don't, don't laugh at that and you don't get it, do you? Exactly. <laughs> it sounded funny, though. It's on the Radio 1 Road show. Which they used to do when the uh, DJs were allowed to meet the public. I was writing a I was writing a, a newsletter for the Chime Kickstarter these days, oh, and yeah. I wrote a I wrote a Steve Wright in the afternoon <laughs> joke, <laughs> and then realised no one no, no one will get it deleted it. I enjoy those, Steve. Your your little newsletters. It's another one coming this week, Is but there? probably won't have a Steve Wright in the afternoon yeah. joke. Exclusive there. Mm. Exclusive. Good. Uh, it's warm, isn't it? Um, it's, 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 it was raining earlier, right? Right, uh, but now it's not. Yeah, uh, my groin has only has only just has only just stopped being damp. It was torrential this morning. Have you walk- got a groin that tells the weather. I do. Yeah, I do. It's, it's wet. <laughs> what it was saying at King's Cross this morning, like uh, and then walking across uh, London Bridge this evening, uh, glorious, nice. absolutely glorious. Really, are setting the scene for you listeners. Well, let's see if your groin is still dry. <laughs> Honestly, it was really wet. I, I, well, um, the thing I've, the thing I learned first of all today, you should learn something new every day, was that my waterproof jacket is no is not waterproof. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's not just us chatting about damp groins. Sadly, uh, we could do that all night, but uh, we've got uh, only an hour to talk about video games, and we're going to do that with our guest, Sean Cleaver. Hello, Sean. Hello there. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thank you for having me. Um, our guest last week had travelled all the way from Tokyo. Where have you come from? I've come all the way from Hertfordshire, and I'm glad there's a, a, a bit more of a desk between us with the with the wetness that's supposedly here. <laughs> damp. It's damp, actually, rather than it's wet. It's damp. It's damp. If, if, if it was wet, different. you would know. <laughs> it's sodden. Sodden could be a word. <laughs> Good. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean is our groin expert. Uh, we'll be chatting to him about video game groins later on. Uh, but we should crack on, shouldn't we? Yeah. How's the, how's the news going to be oh, this weekend? Oh, there's plenty. Let's find out. 
7.04 on Monday the 20th of June. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Sony has announced the release date for PlayStation VR. It will be out on October the 13th in America and will cost $399. There's no news on a European release. There will be 50 games playable on PlayStation VR this year. Also announced during the E3 conference were Hideo Kojima's new PS4 exclusive, Death Stranding. Resident Evil 7, some new IP with zombie game Days Gone, The Last Guardian's release date, October the 25th, and Final Fantasy 15, which will be one of the titles coming out on PlayStation VR. Quite a lot going on then. Final Fantasy 15 in VR? Ver. That's interesting, because that doesn't... Well, from what I know about Final Fantasy games, aren't they traditionally third person? Volume third person. Mm-hmm. So, that's two third person games. <laughs> <laughs> Platformer third-person exclusives, yeah. Mm, That's okay, though, isn't it? Third-person? Is it okay? In VR, VR? though? How? You'd be looking at the back looking of your it. head. Uh, yeah, imagine that. I don't, <laughs> don't get it. I suppose that it's, is a new experience. It's than I, <laughs> than, than I like to imagine, well, I'll be honest with you. Come back like, into first-person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd like to think it's probably more of a being John Malkovich thing. That you're probably sort of inside somebody's head. Okay, oh, yeah, I see. Okay, it's, okay. It's Cloud's nose. Is Cloud yeah. still in it? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I thought it was October thirteenth as well in the in Is Europe. It? Sean's nodding. Uh, yes, my pre-order date came through today and confirmed such. Who did Good, you, who did you pre-order it with? Uh, the the Amazons. So did I actually, mm. but they've not emailed me. Quite excited Ooh. actually by it. Um, about new Battlefront mission, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, X-Wing X-Wing right. VR Oh uh, really? That's okay. all you need That would be good uh, uh, Yeah Come on, Matt Yeah mm. um, And The Last Guardian That's exciting, isn't yes. it? Yes Is it exciting for you? I, I, yeah No, I do I, um, I, uh, I played those games Don't worry <laughs> about that I don't dislike them You don't dislike no, them? No, I don't I'd like faint so praise which we, is, we talked about this yeah. I, I liked uh, Eco Okay um, As you have to call it uh, uh, The other one Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus. Colossus Yeah I enjoyed that Okay that's interesting um, The other thing though uh, This Kojima Death Stranding Now yes. I'm a massive fan of Kojima But I'm not sure I can be bothered with his nonsense anymore <laughs> Really? No, I, I just don't Like I, oh, I think you got away with it Because he'd gone so far Now given the opportunity to start something again I don't Yeah I don't think so It looks very arty yeah, no, it's stranding. Not, it's not a thing. It's the new David Cage. Yeah, he, well, he announced. Uh, he showed some more stuff on his. Mm. Uh, S- stranding is not a thing. Death no. Stranding is not a thing. No. It doesn't mean anything. No, there there is a bet somewhere that says that it's not going to be called that by oh, the time right, the game comes out. Yeah. I'd like to think it will. I'd like to think he'll stick to his guns. Right. Or, or the, will, the will be guns, won't they? Yeah. That's one thing we can be sure of. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, is that your is that your last E three news? No. Okay. Not even. Never mind. All right. We're not even. Okay. Not even. Not even. All right. <laughs> Nintendo treated E3 like a piece of performance art by taking two days to show a small selection of games in a treehouse and broadcast it on the internet. The main focus was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was the only playable game at Nintendo's booth. There were also demos of Pokemon Sun and Moon, Pokemon Go and Monster Hunter. Next year we're hoping for one man in a swimming costume shouting Mario in a car park broadcast on Periscope. (laughs) (laughs) That's not beyond the realms though, is it? Could happen. Could happen. Uh, Where is my F-Zero? That's all I care about. Every time. They just they don't care, do they? No, they, they don't. just care about Zelda again. And everyone's super excited about Zelda, aren't it, they? It looks good, doesn't it? We well, does it? Does. Why does it look good? <laughs> uh more open worldy. Yep. Great. <laughs> yeah, so you, you get moving foliage. You get to decide whether you get the hook shot or the boomerang first. Yep. Right, fantastic. Yep. I I hear it's all to do with fire. There's a lot of burning in this. Yeah, I, I've only seen the trailer, um, but they, didn't they stream like four hours of it? Something so like that. Much. Yeah. Lots Sean, did you watch lots. it? Lots. I, I watched various bits of it afterwards. I could not be bothered to stay, stay up, up and, right. and watch everything. But there was a lot of torching of the lands. There was a lot of cooking. Cooking happened Fantastic. quite a lot. Nice little bubbly pot where food jumped up and down. And... Yeah, a lot of climbing up mountains yeah, with a little mini game. It looked like an Ubisoft game, didn't it, for that, <laughs> from that point of view? Steve, I read a headline that said that there's either, mm-hmm. probably not no guns, but there's not loads of guns in it. <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe this is time for That was a headline. Not loads of guns not in Zelda. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, it is, uh, you know, 
something special if a game is announced at E3 and doesn't have guns or sport in it. So I suppose. So you can tell how interested Steen is. He's drawing around the inside of a sellotape uh, spool <laughs> whilst we're, whilst we're chatting. He can't wait for the next Designing, Zelda. He's yeah. actually playing the most low budget version of The Witness. Um, right. <laughs> It might be good. I, I saw some screenshots and it looked interesting. Where were the uh, screenshots? What format were the screenshots, though? Do we know? That's the question. I of think, Zelda. I think it was confirmed to be shown on Wii U, but was I it? don't okay. know about the screenshots. Okay. I have no idea. Um, it did look interesting. It looked it little, looked a little bit more Wind Waker-y yes, than yep. uh, more recent Zeldas I've seen. And Wind Waker was my favourite Zelda, um, so I'm I'm probably back in. I think. Good. Despite my you know doodling. Welcome back, Link. Microsoft's new version of the Xbox One Project Scorpio won't have any exclusives. Microsoft's head of Xbox Games Marketing, Aaron Greenberg, pointed out this means no one gets left behind. Due out in 2017 and announced that E3 and Live on One Life Left last week, Project Scorpio will support 4K gaming and VR and will come with 8 CPU cores, over 320 gigabits per second of memory bandwidth and 6 teraflops of GPU power. All this sounds entirely true, not a made-up joke and very essential. We've pre-ordered four okay so i mentioned last week that i've never felt as detached from this side of the games industry as i do right now hence the doodling i guess um (laughs) but um you know i I, so it's hard for me to measure how excited people are about things like this does anyone actually get excited about numbers being announced like that because for me there is very little discernible difference in uh, you know the ability of this generation versus the last things are a bit shinier and a bit nicer but the type of games produced on these consoles has not changed and so all of those numbers that microsoft have announced who screams who whoops at these conferences what sort of person what do Presumably someone who knows what on earth a teraflop yeah, is. What does it mean? What does it mean for games, which are the thing that we're meant to be excited about, not numbers? Well, so what What this was actually saying was um, it's not going to look that much different. Right. So What can we do now that isn't possible? Wasn't possible before. What, can, what, what does having eight CPUs mean? VR. Well, technically, uh, but... I mean, I've got a I've got a um, a PC with four CPUs, mm. yeah, which can handle VR fine. Mm. So it doesn't, you know. I, I'm I'm I am interested in the possibilities, the new gameplay possibilities of VR. I do think that that's a step forward, but I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't think that like <laughs> numbers are the sort of thing we should be celebrating. Do you think that days. they're con artists? Do you think that they're just they put out a slightly new, slightly better thing, tell you loads of numbers and go, that is a lot more numbers than the last one had numbers. No, I just, actually there's no difference. I think it's a legacy of, uh, you know, 20 years ago when announcing that the new system could do so much more genuinely did make a difference to the video games that were going to be on that system. But I don't think, you know, oh, it's just faster. <laughs> it does make much of a difference these days. There, there, is, a, there is a lot of weird things because consoles have been releasing around about the time that PCs have been trying to upgrade and there's new architectures being announced for chips uh, that um, other big companies like NVIDIA and ATR are going with. And I think even though we've got consoles now, there's a lot of consoles that will be looking at that technology for next year and be going, how can we utilise this? How can mm-hmm. we make that? And apparently it's what developers have been asking for. It's And Microsoft made that abundantly yeah. clear several, 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 several times during their conference. But it's it is weird. It is like it's moving to a mobile phone. Let's just make it a little bit better each time kind of upgrade model. There was a, um, this piece went up on MCV today from an analyst really laying it into Microsoft saying, oh, they've got this wrong. They've killed the Xbox One mm. S dead and all this. Actually, I was quite impressed with um, their, to use an American word, roadmap uh, from now on out. They're saying, hey, you know, you can buy the Xbox S. Uh, it's forty percent slimmer, super heavy. Uh, but uh, there's another console coming next Christmas. But the games you buy now are still going to work on it. I, I thought that that was quite. They, you know, they took out any ambiguity. Um, you know, I, I think they that there was a mistake between the Xbox 360 and Xbox One in losing backward compatibility at the start, which made a lot of people move over to PlayStation and ba- and chuckle their 360 discs, which they then had to buy up again uh, once they did become and, and, it, and it's because you guys were saying this last week as well about the PlayStation 2 being the, the cheapest DVD player, the PlayStation 3 was one of the cheapest Blu-ray players. Now the Xbox One S is going to be one of the cheapest 4K Blu-ray players. Just need to get the cheapest so, 4K TV. Yes. <laughs> 
There's a hot new game developer on the block and she goes by the name of Barbie. Toymaker Mattel has released game developer Barbie as its career of the year. The design was done with the help of Molly Profit, CEO of Kachunk Games, who made sure she had proper code on her computer. Mattel has come under fire a little while ago for its book about computer engineer Barbie who had to get Steve and Brian to do her code. Hopefully Steve and Brian will be supporting Barbie loads with by bringing Doritos and Mountain Dew while she goes through crunch. <laughs> uh, this is good news, isn't it? It's good news. Why? What? Under what criteria did they vote her career of the year? They just picked it. They just picked they just it went, because this one. That's a good statement. Yeah, and it is a good statement. Um, I think everybody in video games need, knows we need to encourage more uh, women to get involved. Yeah. And uh, is this the route, Anne? Is this a? Well, I mean, I, it's it is sort of about showing young uh, girls that that's a thing they could do mm-hmm. uh, instead of just pushing them out and telling them they've got to get into fashion. Weren't you going to make a game? She was, wasn't she? Yes, when Kerry came in, mm, I'm pretty sure you you still you still are. Yeah. When? Because uh, you've quit your job. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, but this is she's day one. To go of, indie. This is day one. Indie. She's a new Bithel. Can yeah. you hear about indie apocalypse? <laughs> What's the matter with yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I thought it sounded brilliant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, are you going to get on with this? Can we yeah. have a dev diary, week by week dev diary? Sure. Keeping in mind that we're going to have a summer break very soon, so you. Week one, day one. Yeah. Not a lot going on yet. Okay. <laughs> but looked at the Barbie, thought I might yeah. buy it to inspire me. Yeah. Copy her code, because yeah. we know it's working code yeah. now. Good. Uh, copy her look as well, because apparently that's a thing. Uh, I did see that um, some um, someone on, a man on a Kotaku man. Oh, no. wrote, well, she couldn't be a dev because of what she's wearing. She's when got you, flowers in the background. Wait a second. When you say a man on Kotaku, yeah, do you mean... Yeah, that was the story from Kotaku, was it? Was it a commenter? Was it a commenter? No, it was, a ma- oh, it was the story. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was mm. it was fairly positive, apart from some bits where he was trying to was that a joke? Pick some holes. I I don't think that's something you sh- should joke about. Whether someone has flowers behind them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Snapchat filter. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it is is it possible to own the sky? Turns out, yes, it is. No Man's Sky developer Hello Games has revealed that it was part of a secret, stupid three-year lawsuit with telecompany Sky over the use of the word. There's been no news on what went down, but the broadcasting giant has allowed the game's name to go ahead. We're glad this got sorted out because we weren't much looking forward to playing No Man's Blank, Blank Landers and Blank Room. Uh, I've, I've been playing a lot of games on uh, itch.io uh, this week. And I found one that was someone has made a, a very very simple low res version of of that game, right. and, and they've called it Norman's Sky. Ah, that's good. good. Are they allowed Can to they? call it that? Have they gone? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, Hello Games are going to sue them or something. Well, maybe Norman. This will. is um, this is presumably why it was delayed. Presumably, you, I hadn't thought about that. Think, yeah, you, you would think, think maybe. Must have had something to do with it, wouldn't it? You think? You think? Well, put two and two together there, Anne. Detective Byron. Because I saw somebody write go, "Oh, um, this has happened, and it was also delayed. So it's a good job this was sorted out before it came (laughs) out." What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, that um, that would be really bad. That if a television company had stopped a game coming out, well, really, they made Microsoft rename SkyDrive, didn't they? They did. For the, Although, for the, they called it OneDrive, and the BBC One show didn't, didn't <laughs> complain about that. Do you think? Um, do you think not, uh, Hello Games have had to make some sort of product placement concessions <laughs> to Sky? No, Ildr- oh. Idris Elba in there talking about <laughs> box sets. <laughs> when you're flying around the universe, you're just watching Virgin. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is a band called Killed at School. Maybe a man called Killed at School. I don't, don't know. Maybe a woman. The song is called Bitty Flowers Behind It. And uh, it's from chipmusic.org where we get a lot of our brilliant chip music from. You should go and visit. I like it. What's this I hear about a new format for Marioki? Well, you weren't there on Thursday. Much missed. Very much missed. Uh, And Simon had to go early, so we had quite a stack of things. (laughs) So we decided on a new format, uh, which was, well, Playing them off against each other. Yeah, well, so what we we had to pack it quite it quite tightly in. Uh, it was a June karaoke, which is always a little quieter. Yeah. I think people go like on holiday. Yeah, it's well, true. they've gone to E3 and they're, they're a little bit they're yeah. a little bit sleepy after exactly. all the cons. So we or um, they're taking us for granted. Also that familiarity, etc. Yeah. Uh, what we did um, songs in the order that they were put in. Okay, seems fair. You could sing the same song twice. What? I know. Didn't happen though, did it? It nearly did. nearly did. Nearly did, but then it was then, taken away. And then we realised that we had loads of submissions and not enough time, so we uh, we did um, a, a, a cheer-off, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Okay. A few surprises in there, actually. Yeah. Things I thought were crowd favourites didn't get through. Turns out we were wrong about it all, all yeah. along. It's good. We were really... Actually, what we were doing is we were mining for data, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much for everybody that came along. Yeah, um, it was a great time. Yeah. And there won't be one in uh, no in London next month. We're on holiday. That. Yeah, well, we're on holiday. We're going to Brighton, but we'll talk about the uh, the dates of that later in the show. Sean, hello. I did something for you that I've never done for a guest before. This is worrying. <laughs> Any ideas? Is it an R word? No, do you know what I did? I printed off your LinkedIn profile. I don't know why. <laughs> I, um, w- I wondered why my email was lighting up saying somebody had looked at my LinkedIn Did you get profile. a notification? I do. I didn't tell me who, it just told me that somebody's been looking at me. It was me. I was having a oh. right old look today. <laughs> no, it's just uh, when we were talking over email, uh, you list uh, and your signature has got it in and I was like, oh, yep. okay. Business. As I've been to Marioki many times as Business Sean. That right. is that's my moniker, so it, it appears. 292 connections. Hmm. It's not quite so 300. Let's, let's run through them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. We've got 40 minutes. Yeah, we do have so. 42, yeah. Can you, uh, how many can you name? Um, off the top of my head? Quite well, you're not here to, uh, <laughs> to discuss your LinkedIn. No, I was just, I was just uh, interested in the breadth of stuff that you've done before. You've, uh, you've worked all over the place, haven't you? <laughs> it, is a, it is a rather large CV, yeah. How's it going? It's going all right. You're in, uh, specifically to talk about a couple of things, your, um, your journalism, your stuff you've been writing at the moment, mm-hmm. and a new project, which yes. uh, ordinarily I don't think we would permit no. to be publicised no, on our airwaves. It's, it's, it's very kind of you to do that. As right. I say, it's, it's, it's nice to be at Resonance, because as I was saying to, uh, to you earlier, I used to do the radio station at London Metropolitan University, right. and there's a lot of people that come here and and go down and see things. So it's actually quite nice to see the setup. Good. Finally, what after many years, it's it's really lovely. There's a great big mixer, which I love. It's, it's Steve awesome. is masterful at it. Um, mm. Right, so uh, let's, before we come on to your radio work, uh, tell us about. So you were covering E3 uh, last week, were I you? Was, I Who were was. You covering it I for? was. I was covering it for IBT, um, my own site, uh, Insert Disc, which, if you're a long follower of things, is a replacement for a site called The Game Jar, uh-huh. which I used to uh, run. And yeah, just occasionally tweeting hot takes and and viewing the world. What was your brief for IBT? Um, most of it was being covered by news, so a lot of it was that let's come up with some ideas that are good around E3, sort of things that you think aren't going to be there, uh, was one of mine, and the winners and losers, okay. because somebody has to do that article every year, and yeah, this year it was me. How were you, um, were you staying up to watch the press conferences? I was, and there's a lot of people that were covering it live, but by the time it got to the 4am, I was just like, no, off bed, do it in the morning, okay. because it wasn't incredibly as time-sensitive as news, which was quite nice. What's it like to cover it from this with this distance between you? It's it's good because you can distance yourself from the people that are whooping over numbers that nobody understands, okay. and uh, are people that are whooping for Elder Scrolls Online as well, right. very loudly, and <laughs> okay. making memes of themselves. It's um it's very interesting because I did go to one event that was simulcast. Yeah, no, yep. that's this hasn't happened before, has it? I was no. surprised to see this pop up. In fact, I was surprised we weren't invited. Actually, <laughs> uh, this was this was EA Play, and it was it was interesting because like EA have kind of taken themselves away from E3, like a, a few people have done, 
and they wanted to make a very big point of having the content creators, journalists, and influencers, right? Quotation marks, um, play the games for the people so that they can report on what these games are like, do videos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So rather than having a big show floor with loads of people queuing up for FIFA all the time, you just get a couple of people that play it, and then they tell everybody, and everybody gets excited for later in the year. Content creators, journalists, and influencers. Yeah. We didn't get an invite. No, exactly. So we are not any of those. No, Interesting. Um, what was the format then? So was that Hammersmith? It was at the um, the yeah. Hammersmith Apollo, Apollo or right. what was the Apollo, yeah. whatever it's called now. Um, so they started in LA uh, in their theatre. Yeah. They had a screen on, so we watched the LA feed, yeah. and then the LA feed would swap over to Peter Moore coming on hello London hello London indeed Peter Moore was very keen to try and beat LA for noise okay and, did you uh, manage that he thinks we did right looking back has on he it, still got Grand Theft Auto tattooed on his chest he, he didn't get naked enough to, <laughs> to show that. Okay, he and he then did get into hot water with a football manager, though. Well, so that was quite and, fun. and then that happened, which was a genuine su- surprise, wasn't it? That that was a surprise, yeah. Because so we should, so you should explain what, what FIFA that was. this year has got this new mode where you're going to be a player hunter, hunter, Alex Hunter, and um, yeah, you don't really start at the beginning of his career. You sort of start right at the start of his Premier League career, okay. uh, playing football, and you can choose a team. And of course. The managers this year of FIFA are all animated. Uh, they're all fully in the game, as opposed to uh, a couple of years ago, you would have just seen just a generic kind of look. And you get to interact with them as you're going along through the story career mode and, of course, through the game generally. They will get little cutscenes like on TV where somebody will be angry at a uh, linesman. Okay. And Jose Mourinho is there. What's the special one? The special one popped up on stage in front of a Liverpool fan. and um, Right. Managed to blag his son a free copy of FIFA before it came out. Was Did he? <laughs> what was the hot water odd. then? Was that well? He well, that was odd because he came out and, of course, Jose Mourinho is now Manchester United's manager. Peter Moore's a very big Liverpool fan. They don't really get along. No. And he then said um, about FIFA, saying his son plays a lot of it. Peter Moore made a joke that he's obviously spending a lot of money on Ultimate Team downloads. And he's like, "Nope, I've got the debit card." Thank you. Right, okay. And then said he'll get his son a copy of it early. Right. Very loudly on stage while streaming. Wow. Which is fair because we kind of know that thing kind of happens, but you don't you want to be told pop up. It. Wait, if you're, if you're friends with uh, Jose on uh, Xbox, you see him pop up all the time playing, <laughs> he, playing he trials. Well, this this is the odd thing. I've now seen a virtual Jose Mourinho and it goes through all the managers in the Premier League. I thought, oh, that's great. You get Jurgen Klopp, you get Pep Guardiola. And then I thought, oh, no, you also get Alan Pardew. Oh God! And Sam Allardyce, yeah, and Tony Pulis. Could do without those. Yeah, it's, I can't imagine how interesting that's going to be. But when you do sort of voiceovers for things, people get excited and right. people do things. And if you're a charismatic manager, you can get away with it. If you're Tony Pulis, yeah, on the sidelines just shouting "sido" all the time, right? It's, it's not going to be great. Or Alan Pardew preening up and down the touchline, <laughs> holding a mirror out. So I'm not going to be the next England manager, but I'm not going to put my name right. forward, and I'm not going to continuously mention England, England, England. It will do, we th- do we think uh, EA uh, play will be a regular thing from now on? I think so. Probably because it's easier for them to do, uh, rather than be part of the show and work it around everything else. They get it out of the way early, they get... I always thought that they should do their own event around the time that um, Jesus dies, died and then rose from the dead. Easter. Easter. <laughs> no, I honestly, I honestly <laughs> genuinely thought they should do that once. EA. Easter. Steve. Steve. Er. Er. Are you available it. for hosting duties? <laughs> yeah. From what you've, sat, you've said about <laughs> it, I don't think it's my sort of thing. Um, we did get to play games though, so that was cool. That sounds good. I am interested though in this in this setup. So you say that it's a room full of content creators and journalists yes. and influencers. Yes. And Peter Moore's there on stage, yeah. getting you all to cheer. Yeah. For that, so that doesn't sound like very good journalism. Well, like, just well, this yeah, is the guys whoop hard for our product. When you uh, look at the video back, you can tell who are the journalists right. uh, because they are the people. When you see the crowd that aren't clapping and are just looking rather stoically at the stage, going, mm-hmm. "Why." Yeah. Why am I far away? So from you the weren't bar? whooping. I we I was not whooping. I was next to three other journalists who kind of ended up sort of looking at each other, thinking, "Yeah, this is who uncomfortable." Who was whooping? Did you see anyone? There whoop was, who um, shouldn't have been whooping. Oh, no, was John seen... Walker there whooping? I bet he I did. See, I did see a lot of Twitch streamers uh, and people like that there who were then talking with Peter Moore afterwards in a little behind the closed door, right? Kind okay. of thing that they put on Instagram. 
but there was, there's a lot of people that you sort of think, okay, this is cool. You get to come to an event, you get a beer, you get to play Battlefield 1 before anybody else. They ply you with alcohol. Do they? Interesting. Well, Do they check your age when you come in? I think you have, you have to be over 18 to actually go to it in the first Otherwise place. Otherwise you can so. play the game, could you? Mm. Mm. No, but how do they verify that? Uh, I don't know, because I've, I've not seen 18 for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just quickly before we move on to other things, um, were you not whooping because you're not a very good whooper? Uh, Can we I- hear your whooping? Excellent, there oh, we go, good. Sean Rooms yes, on one life left and not at EA <laughs> Play. Uh, you've got a new project coming up, you're thinking of, uh, you're going to be doing a pilot shortly? Yes, a, a pilot podcast slash radio show thing in the style of um, a BBC thing called Fighting Talk, where it's going to be called Versus Mode, and we're going to be talking games and geek culture and everything in a battle for half an hour. Okay. Uh, What's special about Fighting Talk? Because I, I don't know. What F- Fighting Talk's a show where they sort of cover the news and various different things that have happened in sports over the week and it's normally some kind of comedians or ex-sportsmen or, or broadcast personalities that end up trying to outdo each other with funny stories and I oh. thought that would work well for games. Yeah. We should try and be funny. We well. We tried it once, Steve, and it sort of went down. <laughs> it's really hard, hard. of course, isn't it? Really hard. Mm. Uh, so you're going to be podcasting that. Are you? What's the best way to sort of stay up to date with uh, um, that? If, as you, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm at Cleaver Slips, and I will direct everybody to everything, like the promotional person I am. Excellent. Thank you very much. Best of luck with that. Thank you. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi. And welcome to One Life Left, local news. The high seas have seen a fractious debate this week as rival political parties verbally clashed over the water. Crazy Red, the business fox and proponent for Animal Crossing leaving the village union, took a flotilla of boats to the sea between the coast and Tortimer Island. Joining him was Phyllis, the grumpy postmistress who believes that controls need to be in place to stop the constant influx of animal residents to her village. Unfortunately, they didn't factor in the influence of former singer-turned-media mogul slash fairy turtle Capen, who rode alongside Crazy Red's boat and loudly sang pro-Remain songs. The fact that he managed to do this whilst rowing showed that he has an incredible pair of lungs on him. Luckily, officers Booker and Copper were on hand to make sure that the disputes were solved without any violence. If only this could be the case for every disagreement. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Thank you so much for your correspondence, which arrived during the week in uh, Tribs and Drabs. Uh, that doesn't seem like a polite way to refer to Tribs and Drabs. Tribs definitely and drabs. doesn't. What? How? What's it? In um, in a wave. Wave. Well, it wasn't a wave, was um, it? In I also forgot to print some of them out. So, I apologise if we don't get through them. Um, Robert Wells, we were unable to read your letter. I did want to acknowledge it. Uh, his PPS is the worst I got caught in a twist in a game was that the princess was in another castle. I was sure I'd won. What, what <laughs> game's that, Simon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear team OLL and SSG, I've been having a bit of a binge recently on One Life Lefts. One Life's Left? What is the correct plural? Don't know. Uh, from the beginning of the year. There was a lot of talk about GDC and all the interviews lined up and podcasts to come. I was quite looking forward to it. Then snap! It had been and gone and I was listening to We've been to EGX, Resed, etc. Did I miss the GDC stuff? Anyway, that brings me uh, on to missing out. Titanfall seemed promising, but I couldn't buy it on day one and the player base soon fell away. Similarly, Hearthstone seemed like my cup of tea, but not getting on board sooner had the game progressed beyond the, my, uh, the capabilities of a newcomer. Are there any games or trends that make you feel like you've missed the boat? Keep up the good work, Dara. Phil Shearer. It's a really good point, Phil. I, I, for the same reason, I can't get into any of those games because people know the maps more. It's it's people who are, who finish school and then get on it. Yeah. I get back from work about seven, half seven. Got to make the dinner. Got to make the dinner and I feed the cats, etc. Um, yeah, they're much better than me. That's why I like Battlefront so much and that you can just dip in, dip out. And similarly, like all the you know the shooty shoot games that people are playing at the moment, which I can't play because I've pledged not to play shooting games for a year, uh, involve 
uh, you know, mean that I'm missing out on all of that stuff. And yeah. you know, it does I do like the sound of the at least the um, the sort of rhythm of Battlefront, right? And the way you're saying it's a drop in, drop out experience. But you know, I do think not playing shooting games is making me a better person. So is No Man's Sky got lasers in it? Yeah, so I'm it, not playing can't that. Play it. No, but I could play Norman's Sky. <laughs> so, so I'm fine. Uh, Paul Lye writes, Hello team OLL. My workmates and myself like to spend our lunch hour playing multiplayer games together on our computers, disrupting the rest of the office with our raucous yelling. That part's neither here nor there. Our issue is that we're finding... Our issue that we're finding is that there are usually either five or seven of us. With most multiplayer games being designed for even teams of either two or four, we sometimes struggle to find games to play. Team and super special guest, could you help us out? Recommend us something we could play. Thanks a lot, Paul. Mm. Any thoughts? Hmm. Destiny. Destiny's a three-person fire team. The Division is three-person fire teams. Um, the raids in them are anywhere between six and, and two. Right. So you could always do it between minimal players. Uh, you could always play football games. Mm, there's true. always there's always rock band to really annoy the rest of the office. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I think things like Smash Brothers presumably is whatever yeah. number of players you want. But I'm you know obviously loathe to recommend Don't that. that yeah. uh, but there's Mario Kart. Mm. You could play that with eight. Can you? I think. Which is an even number. Well, up Seven. to eight. You can play yeah. it with any, yeah. and they'll put in AI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's some suggestions, Paul. I hope that helps. <laughs> uh, Eduardo Emmerich tweeted us. We should uh, point this out. He said, "You guys got to be laughing out loud during the recording session for Kickmen oh. on the th- uh, series thirteen, episode five, episode." Thanks very much. He grins. We're in that. We are. Did, did you, you sign your form? I did. I sent my release form back. Me did too. You? Good work. Uh, I haven't done that yet. You, you need to making do it so him sweat, you, you know. So. Uh, and just on the GDC stuff, because we had someone else uh, tweet at us to ask, but where are the GDC podcasts? They're just up on the stream. I think they are there. Yeah, yeah. they are there. They, they were there. there. They were put out at the time, so they'll be back in March. Uh, March. They will not be. No, they will be in sequence. So exactly. yeah, just get on them. Thank you very much for your letters. Apologies to the couple that I didn't print out I was in a bit of a rush when I left for this evening uh, please do email us through the week to team at onelifeleft.com This is Impulses and Pressure. Uh, One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. The world! The world! So we've talked about Marioki, and we've talked about how we're having a summer holiday by the sea uh, in July. Uh, we're going to Brighton on Tuesday the 12th, is that Tuesday right? the 12th, indeed. So this is our first uh, first ever Brighton date. Quite excited about that. Looking forward uh, to it. Tickets will go on sale. We are charging... For tickets, only fiver though. Fiver, what's that? Fiver to you, Indies. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's six quid on the door, I think, if you don't trust us. But if it's anything like any of our other Mario events, sold out, it'll it sell out. Sold out. So within... why wouldn't you buy a ticket early? Save yourself money. Save yourself the worry, stress. Yeah. Will uh, I get in? Won't I get in? Yeah, you definitely will if you buy a ticket. Exactly. I mean, uh, they'll go on sale on Thursday. 
Thursday. Okay. Thursday. How do you feel about? I just uh, what I um I got a sense of how things are working in One Life Left Limited. Right. When Anne uh, earlier said to me, um, Simon, uh, we need to get the Eventbrite page up, which yep. I understand is Anne asking me to do it. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> Politely, I think. In a way, without actually asking. Uh, it's implied, and you've accepted. <laughs> Live on air, so thanks. Uh, is Thursday okay for you? Thursday's great. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to be in trouble, am I? No. I don't Let want any know. more HR issues. Let me know if you need any more There's a chance for those that know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yes. It's going to be a good time down there. I'm Hopefully really there will be plenty of our friends, plenty of new friends to be made. Maybe we'll do some more face-off who Based knows karaoke, probably not we'll just let everyone sing everything yep. definitely have some new songs as well by that point what rhymes with Brighton um, <laughs> somebody on. was trying to light. say fighting but trying There's to work fun. out what accent they <laughs> should do it in <laughs> light on so you can leave the light on, on yeah me. you know you can leave you the light on leave oh no you have to keep out darling darling sing in Brighton for me Oh. Yeah, that works. Okay, I will. <laughs> That's really sweet. Brilliant. Uh, right, so it is 22. I guess we'll have another piece of music. And then we'll be back after this with the reviews. Oh, that's a very short piece of music. Uh. How short? It's, that's... I was very impressed with what you did earlier, by the way. You cross-mixed the news jingle, didn't you? I Why did. was that? Because I started the wrong one, which only had three seconds left. Ah. Uh. Did anybody else notice? Yeah. Oh, He's good. Did you notice? Yeah. You did notice him do that? Yeah, because I always listen to my news jingle, just in case. Yeah, (laughs) okay. This is Serez, Serez, and uh, it's a song. Call it a song? Or it's a tune called Chip Tuner. That's a piece of Chip Tune music. Uh, Simon, just fill for a second while I queue up the reviews. I, I, but, no, I, I don't think people would have noticed had you not uh, brought that up, Steve. Okay. Uh, longest day of the year. Feels like it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> More One Life Left. I was wondering whether we could have the extra yeah. space. To Wait, it's not a it's not a clock change, is it? It's not, no. It's no, not. it's, it's just, just daylight. The, the most amount of daylight, and we do know that we do broadcast after dark as well. So, exactly. I don't think it's a surprise to us. What if we told Anne it was a clock change? What then? It's fine. I don't, have, I don't have work to go to tomorrow. Uh, wouldn't have worked. Would but it? would you have got up an hour earlier than you needed exactly. to? It would have been funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> Good prank. <laughs> well then, guys. You would have been murked. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Let's get her swatted. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, One Life Life does not advise swatting anyone. (laughs) Apart from flies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Oh, ten years. Ten years. Ten years. I went from years. Uh, reading the Alan Partridge book on uh, holidays, second time I've read it. Yeah. It's sterile. Really, really funny. And then, because, uh, and you guys will realise this, like, the older you get, the less interest you are in fiction, right? So I'm only reading, <laughs> uh, like, comedy books or, or biographies or autobiographies. And um, I went from the Alan Partridge book to... So I, I didn't have a lot on my Kindle uh, and so I had Chris Evans' biography and it was impossible right. to go from one to the <laughs> other because when he talks about drawing around a CD Chris yeah. Evans this is yeah. and mapping out the perfect show it's just like absolutely Alan Partridge <laughs> in a way that you were then Steve do you, know what the, uh, do you know what the title of the book I'm reading is at the moment no I don't it is, it is called How to Hook Up on MySpace excellent right. I reckon you'll get that picking up some tips <laughs> tips from there excellent yeah. I tell you what, Tom doesn't know. <laughs> he won't know what's about to hit him, will he? Thumbs up. <laughs> I've been playing Hitman. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least I thought I would give it a go. I've uh, been meaning to for a while. Everybody's been raving, raving about it. Uh, they've taken a different approach with this ins- uh, this uh, version of Hitman in that it is episodic. Um, and uh, they've been releasing it, uh, I think, on episode three. Um, and it's been doing some interesting things that I've been uh, seeing people chat about, like um, uh, targets that will appear... Um, during, only on specific days and you only get one chance to um, t- to kill them. One shot, one opportunity. Yeah, so that was, that was quite exciting. So I loaded up Hitman uh, and um, uh, it starts... Uh, so they've had to put some some daft narrative into it. So you start off with uh, Agent 47 on a helipad and then you walk in and then there's awful exposition. And then a sign came up going, uh, connection to the server's not established. Um, you will not be able to save this game or something like that. I thought that was <laughs> right. really, really nice, welcoming. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go through the training mission, and I just thought it was a clumsy, terrible... Uh, uh, yeah, I realised that actually, broadly speaking, stealth games are a massive pain to play, and they expose the, um, sort of anything that is not realistic in a game that requires you to... Oh, you know, you've got to infiltrate. So you've got to like, you've got to do things properly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways in which you want you to do it, and then there's, there are other ways that you yeah. can sort of stumble across. And I walked into a toilet, and there was a man there. Oh no! And he said, "What are you doing? Get out!" And I was like, "Okay, I don't know what to do now. I didn't know what the kill button was. I wasn't even sure if I should." So he said, "He said, no, get out!" And then he, they hadn't programmed any other sort of behaviour to him. <laughs> so we just stood looking at each other in the toilet. I left him alive. <laughs> he was definitely alive the last time I saw him, man. Definitely. Well, that's good. Um, was it awkward? Were you next to him in, like, at the urinal, and that's why he was shouting? No, it was just one. It was a one closet. Uh, it's a cubicle. cubicle. Yeah, well, it was oh. like, both um, in there. Yeah, in the same cubicle. Fine. And he said, "What are you doing?" And then I went, and then I had to kill him. And it was just the police sort of go, "Oh, you look suspicious," and they follow you around. And then uh, there's an opportunity to go uh, false surrender. So I think that's where Agent Foles before he puts his hands up and then you kill the man that's going to get... I didn't push any buttons. And so the policeman goes, put it down! And okay. stands there idling, like opposite yeah. you. Nice. Go on, I mean it! And I just thought, oh, this is dreadful. So um, I completed the tutorial mission. It asked me to do it again and I thought, I don't want to do it again. I'm going to play Battlefront some more. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Excellent. Uh, Anne. Uh, I've been playing Lego Dimensions. It's good, isn't it? It's really good. It is really good. I really like making Lego, so that's a good start because you have to do that quite a lot and it's really brilliant how it all uh, ties in. So you've got all the little figures that you build and then you put them on their things and then you get the tag thing and then they're in the game and it's really exciting. And I got, um, Matt got me um, a Unikitty so it could be her. She's great. I love She's her. so good um so we're playing that together um and yeah it's good it's got all of the funnies of uh like the lego movie do you know who's written this by the way graham goring really yes Huh. Who we shared a bill with at One Laugh Left. Well, he was one of the really comedians. Funny, yeah. yeah, it's him. Because he is funny. He's yeah. the man who's written these. Yeah, he's done Brilliant. all the jokes. So we friend of ours. Funny. Yeah, friend of ours. Friend of the show. When yeah. was the last time you spoke to him? <laughs> that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to erase all, everything from that night from my mind. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, so it is really, really funny. It's really sharp. Uh, it looks great. It's very, very slick. The only problem I have with it is sometimes you progress to a level or you do something... And I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure how I did it, or I don't feel like I'm pr- learning and progressing. I'm just like 
doing some stuff. That is an accurate description of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you come as Lego? Can we put we you in the game? We did have to put him together. Yeah. Um, and also I dislike it quite a lot when uh, you go from one scene to another scene and you respawn as a different character because I was running around thinking I was doing incredibly well as who I was in the last bit. Uh, turns out that's actually who Matt was uh, controlling and I was just standing there dying a lot. Um, so that was a bit annoying. But then I realised it's, it's for kids. Kids don't need to know what they're doing. They just need to go around, bash some stuff and feel like they've made it through to the next level, get the next little bit of um, story, make do, some more Lego. Do you have a favourite level then out of it? Because everything is, is based on a on a franchise like a dot who level portal level which is excellent well we haven't done loads yet we uh-huh, only, you're getting there we then. only unpacked it the other day uh, did you see the trailer for wave 2 mm. all the stuff what they're yeah, doing yeah that does look there's a, but there's so many of them that I'm like well this is for kids Why kids don't know about but that's uh, that's the appeal isn't it E.T. Is Ghostbusters it? Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic the Hedgehog stealing a ring from Gollum yeah do kids care about that I saw a, a friend of the show and Behold the Kickman writer Dan Marshall losing it about this, <laughs> uh, where he's like, you can't mix these universes yeah. together, it makes no sense, and I agree with him. I'm on his side. Okay. I think this is, stuff is nonsense. You, I thought this since Kingdom Hearts, which is a garbage game with a garbage universe, and this is, this is the same thing. It's just nonsense. It's fan service. That's you, what there is, is a lot going on. Mm. There is a lot, lot going That's on. That's what and makes all, it brilliant. Yeah, and, all, and there are bits where it is incredibly funny and like the crossovers are, uh, are so smooth and they're done really well but sometimes you're a bit like whoa whoa my eyes too many colours too many different uh, styles and too I many different things no time for the kids at school who try to make He-Man fight Han Solo like in the <laughs> playground like they, they, you can't they can't they can't fight there's no outcome? time for this I don't know because I was in the corner crying where would Stretch Armstrong <laughs> <laughs> I was there with Pogs probably yeah, trying to right. throw them at Pokemon cards right. <laughs> yeah uh, alright youngster <laughs> anyway I uh, despite all of that I still really enjoyed it and I will continue to play it and probably get uh, we've got a Doctor Who it's good it's very good yes. so, so good uh, because of all of that I will give it 7 out of 10 Sean I have been playing the definitive edition of Dead Island. Right. Because I I really enjoyed the original one without actually really enjoying it. You, you know when you think, I like this, but it's terrible. So like a B-movie. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt about it. It's been totally redone by Techland, who made the original game. Yeah. Which is a bit weird, given the fact that Dead Island 2 was taken away from them, so they went off and did Dying Light. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit gory it's a little bit janky in the way that you swing things but being able to modify a weapon so that you can put electricity on it or fire or anything like that is kind of satisfying it's just really really long and I forgot how long it was they've done a great job at remastering all the world have they the just re- remastered it visually have they tweaked any of the gameplay because it, it was feels like it's start. It's turned up a tiny bit, but not a lot. I think a lot of it's just basically visual. Okay. There are times that it it sort of sl- is a bit sluggish on frames like the original was. And yeah, it's, it's just a bit... A bit janky. No, I think it's the best word for it. I struggle, to, I struggle to get on with games where weapons break. Mm. I really don't like that. It makes me... Uh, really wary of, of yeah if, 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 and uh, limited ammo as well I've really I've, ugh, it makes me shudder man. it does make I don't know you... what to do I'm just going to sit in a corner and cry with my plank of wood I, I'm a person that likes to have a weapon and I will love and caress and upgrade that weapon all through time rather than have break. to have to throw break, things out mate. you can repair them but yeah it, you get to that point where why do I have to replace this why can't I just have this glorious sword but visually it is absolutely beautiful compared to the original, and they certainly know how to design a very good holiday resort. So, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Had to extend the reviews theme. Did, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I've been playing lots of games on itch.io. Yes. Itch.io is the sort of indies um, distribution service uh, pre- preferred, seems to be preferred. Have you been playing Human Fall Flat? I haven't. What's that? It's coming out. Well, actually, I was going to tell you when it's coming out. We haven't announced the release yet. But that was on uh, Itch.io. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, an exclusive. Um, I believe I saw some of that at um, MCM. Yes. yes. Yeah. 20 million views on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, all right. Nice. This is my review. Seven Back out of ten. Back off. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I've been playing. I've, I've been playing loads and loads of things, and there's loads of interesting things. It is very interesting to contrast the sort of um, morass of things on on Steam with the morass of things on on itch. It seems to me that the equivalent of the FPS on on uh, Steam, i.e., the genre that just dominates is the dating simulator, uh, the visual novel on itch. Mm. There's plenty of those there. Um, and that's, that's that's super interesting. Who have you been dating, Steve? I haven't been playing any of those games. Uh, I've been playing... Is that because they're shooting in them? Two games. Uh, two <laughs> games that I want to talk about this week. Um, one of them is called I Like Walking Very Much. Um, and it's a game in which you play a... Um, a spider type creature uh, it's it's viewed from the side on it looks very much at first like limbo but i found it it to me was the game that i wanted limbo to be and there is barely anything to do in it you just walk from left to right and you last about 25 minutes stuff happens to you and it's just interesting and pretty and you know if limbo had lasted 25 minutes i would love that too but instead it was padded out with lots of crate nonsense <laughs> so uh they both get seven out of ten limbo can have a re-review just because it's there and i like walking very much seven out of ten i really really enjoyed it the other game i want to mention uh, which made me laugh out loud was a t- uh, sort of um a typing a game. What do you call those? Typing tutor. Right. Uh, called Cool Dog Teaches Typing, in which you are taught to type by a cool dog. Um, and it begins with him asking you, uh, you know, uh, hey, I'm Cool Dog. I just want to see how good you are at typing. I'm going to teach you some tricks. Uh, let's start. Type in your name to see how good you are at typing. And I typed in st- S-T-E for Ste, And it just changed it to N-P-J. And he was like, oh, I guess you're not very good at typing. <laughs> and it made me laugh out loud, like, from the start. And then, it, it you know, it proceeds for again about 25 25 minutes worth of maybe a bit less typing in there and there's some silly bits and it's it's just kind of fun uh i really really enjoyed it i guess that's the thing that i really really like about itch is that they're all you know they're of varying quality they're usually pretty cheap or free and they're all really really short as well which makes them manageable how do you find the stuff on itch that you're playing I've just been, uh, well, I've been playing these on my Mac, so I just went all games Mac Mac and then just wandered through them all. And there's actually a Steam uh, Steam style itch client you can get now, Mm -hmm. which I found super, super useful. Uh, So it's recommended. And please, if you find something interesting, do write in to teamwork1life.com and let us know. Steve's drawn uh, during that section, he's drawn a pretty good Death Star, I can see from here. It looks good. Isn't that good? It's got a little bit of shading on it. He used the the inside of the sellotape to give the outside of the Death Star. It was the plan all along. But if you steal those plans and give them to the rebels after we leave. There we go. Uh, okay. Oh, we don't really have time for a bit of music. Okay. Sh- any other business? Uh, any other business? Anne, any other business? No, I've got none. I'll, no I literally have business. no business right now. No, no job. What is next no for you? No business. Uh, Baking. I recommend a good section of reattaching to, like, a kitchen and baking because it's the most therapeutic thing to do when you have nothing to do I am going to make some bread this week I've done that today it's right. great I had a babka yeah. yesterday did you make those? yeah it was really good nice. it, was a, it was a good babka <laughs> I, I've never had a bad babka but this <laughs> was definitely a, a good babka. one <laughs> I could barely say it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to do some freelancing and then I'm going to think about my options. Nice. Simon. Well, keep us posted, Am, won't you? Oh, I Let will. us know if there's anything we can do to help. Yeah, get me a job. Well, we could ask the listeners to get you a job. Yeah. Well, let's open that up as a section once I've got my life sorted out. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, we've already got your coding section. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Anne teaches cool and teaches coding. Sean, thanks for coming on. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Hope you, uh, hope you found it worthwhile. Yeah, no, it's been great, great coming in. Good research, Simon. Yeah. It was good research, actually. Yeah. If only all of our guests had LinkedIn <laughs> pages. Well, we but will do now. Now we've all got Microsoft Gamer exactly, Scores. Yeah. It's going to come across. <laughs> I was going to say, are you, are you going to keep your LinkedIn? Me? Because I don't use mine. Mine, mine exists. I was just about to set one up. Yeah. Right. I, I wonder, like, I think uh, if I was setting up a social media company right now, I'd make a good 
business networking site. So maybe we could put that on the list of things for us to do. Yeah. If anyone out there wants to do it, if, if anyone else there, we've got an idea for a business. It's copy <laughs> LinkedIn, but do it better. If anyone wants to do that we'll with us. We'll sell it for 22 billion. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a new series of The Apprentice soon exactly. or Dragon's Den or something. Well, exactly. Yes. All right. We've got about 25 seconds. How are we going to fill them? Say nice. Say some nice things. About what? Nothing topical. There's half a polo there. <laughs> I dare you to eat it. No. Come on, Anne. Go on, Anne. Who breaks a polo in half and only eats the half? Sometimes you only want a little I think this was better than when Philip Schofield had to do it for five minutes. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We love you. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. of listening.